0: And you feel limitless because you've just gone and done something that a second before you were like, I'm, I'm not this person, I, I can't do this. So every time we overcome a fear, we feel amazing. We feel limitless. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime we spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So, if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So, get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So, are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app Satoriprime.com. And the reviews are in and they are lovely. Things like life-changing. I love the gamification. I share this with everyone in my life and my favorite, how is this free? So if you want to join your fellow Satorians in our very own exclusive community, then like I said, head either to your iTunes or Google Play Store and search for Satori Prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free, 10-part transformational miniseries that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them, things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode.
1: Today, two very special guests, brothers, world-class life coaches, passionate entrepreneurs, and motivational speakers, Elon and Guy Furman. Elon, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? If I were any better, I couldn't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, Guy, how are you? I'm great, brother. Thank you very much. Um, it's it's great to have you all on. Anybody who's listening, you're going to love this. Uh, these two uh, men will have you performing optimally after this conversation, and I think you'll be better for it. Mm. Let's uh, – Let's jump right, right into it, and I'll let either, either one of you answer this question. It's a hypothetical situation. Uh, one of your favorite quotes that I read in our previous uh, contact was, your greatest life is on the other side of your greatest fear. So here's the hypothetical. I'm on the edge. You are behind me. What do you pledge to do to me and give me? Ha! Ha! <laughs>
0: That's such a good question. Um, well, I pledge to give you nothing. <laughs> well, thank you, Neil. I appreciate that because the less I own, the more worry-free I am. That's it. Um, well, nothing nothing is an interesting concept. If you think as human beings, we go through life acquiring negative experiences. So let, let me explain that. Like The things that we store in our system generally aren't incredible things. We have incredible memories of things that we experience, but the things we hold on to and store are negative experiences. So an analogy I just heard, which is so cool. It's like, imagine every time you smelled a bad odor, you took a little vial of it and you kept it and you brought it back home. And the idea was like, I'm going to save this. So I never have to smell this again. And then your entire house is just filled with these horrible smells. That's what we do with experiences. And then we structure our entire life to prevent us from experiencing that thing again, whether it's a trauma in a relationship, whether it's a failed business, whether it's a, a scare around health, whatever it might be. So when we talk about, your greatest life is on the other side of your greatest fear is because look for you to release that stuff. What if you were able to clear all of that stuff out of your house? What would your life experience be like if you were no longer living from a place of, Oh, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because it's going to be this way or it's going to smell like that or whatever it is. Right? So when I say give you nothing, I mean like empty, all of that blocked energy and blocked trauma and emotional trauma that you store in your physical body and your emotional body and your thought all of it, right? So that's what I mean by nothing. And how do we do that? Have you ever noticed that every time you try to take some sort of step into that great unknown where all of life's magic is, what hits you? One of those fears, yeah. one of those things that you're like, no, 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 don't go there. Because if we go there, there's a possibility and your brain does this because it's a predicting machine. It's, there's a possibility that you're going to do this again. And we don't want to do that. Right. And so fear, if think of anything that you've overcome recently, right? Like any fear you've overcome. So skydiving, I think is just an awesome example because it doesn't matter how brave you think you are. They open that door. You're shitting a brick.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna convince me to go skydiving. But but go ahead.
0: So <laughs> disclaimer, do not skydive. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I've been skydiving five times. I absolutely love it. When they open the door, it doesn't make it any easier. Like every time, I know exactly what's happening. My brain knows exactly what's happening. We know we survived it. We know we had a great time. And you're still like, oh no no no. Right. So. Every time you overcome something, like when I first went skydiving, when I landed, actually it happens within like the first three seconds because you realize like this is the greatest thing ever. You're like, oh, is so awesome. And you feel limitless because you've just gone and done something that a second before you were like, I'm, I'm not this person. I, I can't do this. So every time we overcome a fear, we feel amazing. We feel limitless. And so when we ask people like, okay, why do you want to work with us? Well- I want to feel more passion. I want to feel more love. I want to feel more alive. Right? Great. When was the last time you overcome your fear? Tell me. And they tell you, like, how did you feel? I felt alive. I felt inspired. I felt. So why wouldn't I you want like to do that again? I kind of already answered your own question, right? Like that's access to that kind of life. And in the process, you're removing all of this emotional baggage that you just carry with you wherever you go. And once you do that, you get to be, you a whole new you that you don't even know is there because from the day you were any had any recognition two three years old you've just been piling up like this is how the world is this is how the world is this is how i want my world to be etc etc so that's what i mean like i would give you nothing thank you and i
1: would send you on your way i would say thank you in retrospect <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what i'm not going to go skydiving after that but i will i will try to now ride a bike without training wheels because i i <laughs> I, I can't at this point in my life so i'm going to go out and i'm going to give it a shot because of what you just said to me so thank you you're welcome I'm going to bounce to Guy now here with with, with this question. And uh, to go back, Elon, I don't know how... um, You must have had that answer scripted because you didn't mess up one single word. (laughs) It's in there. It's in there. It's It's all in there. So, to Guy, question for you. What do you see as the biggest obstacle that prevents people from having the life and success that they want? One thing. It's a cascade of things.
2: And if I had to pinpoint one thing... And I'll gear this more towards Western minded people because I imagine more of those will be listening to this anyway. It is, a, is the current relationship to responsibility? So I want to kind of like define this whole world for everybody. If you look at us as beings, right, we're relational beings. Everything, everything in your life is a relationship to something. You have a relationship to money, you have a relationship to God, you have a relationship to yourself, you have a relationship to the greater society. It's, it's all based in relationships. You want to learn a lot about human beings, learn about relationships. Um, this is why it's, you become very transparent in, a, in like a intimate relationship, right? Cause all your stuff comes out and that's really what's coming out in all your relationships to all things. So if it's like, you're, if you, I don't, I don't like using this word, but I'll use it now though. Uh, if you're deficient in some area or you feel deficient more accurately, or you are noticing deficiency in some area of life, then you're going to make all sorts of assessments about yourself and you're going to start doing what most people do, which is they think they're taking responsibility for something. Now, if you look at our relationship to responsibility in society, you're going to find that there is uh, some kind of collapse. So like Elon and I are are really good at, uh, we've done linguistics for like 15 years and neuroscience. So some of the things we look at is what are the things that we use in language that create a certain experience in reality that collapses two things on each other? And because you can't separate them out, you're kind of like dealing with this thing that's not really real. So responsibility is one of these things that we collapse with shaming, blaming, guilting. And if you kind of look out in society, you look out in politics, that's like kind of a macro version of this. We see it every freaking day in the news today. It seems like who's to blame for this. We point the finger, we find somebody. And then have you guys noticed that when we point the finger and find somebody to blame that nothing in society ever changes? Right. So so if you kind of work that into yourself and you notice that when you look to blame yourself for something, and you're blaming yourself and you're shaming yourself and guilting yourself, yourself have you ever noticed that nothing ever changes? <laughs> right, <laughs> right? right. So we could, we could say that there's a broken model there and, and how people's relationship is to responsibility. So one of the things Elon and I work on is creating a distinction between fault, blame, and shame and responsibility. So if responsibility stops becoming a moral issue, because integrity and responsibility to most people is a moral issue and they become very righteous about this stuff. And if you're doing it to others, it means you're doing it to yourself, right? You hold yourself to, to usually a worse regard than you do other people. And the things that you don't want to deal with internally, you tend to externalize on other people and then shame them for the same things you don't want to deal with within yourself. So if our, our definition of responsibility is the willingness to be at source, Now, notice I didn't say you are at source, you have to be at source, or anything like that, willingness, like your desire to say that whatever experience I'm having in my life, even if I can't see right now, somehow I source this experience, okay? Mm -hmm. So what I want to point to is, again, going back to relationships, is that the way we relate to objects, to people, to everything in life is 50-50. I do my part, you do yours. Then what happens, though, when there's some kind of upset, your wife upsets you, your husband upsets you right? Now, what are you waiting for? When they apologize, I'll apologize, right? (laughs) When they do their part, I'll do my part. But and that relationship creates a stalemate. So if you're wanting movement forward, but you're waiting for somebody else to take action so that you can get complete, what do you think they're waiting for? For you to take action so that they can get complete, right? And stalemate, now you can't get to resolution, you can't get to completion, you can't get to creation, you can't get to any of those things that matter. So again, if your relationship to money, business, yourself is 50-50. It's like me saying, hey, get in this car and have that relationship to this car. You know what? You do the gas pedal on the brake, but you don't have to touch a steering wheel. I'll do the steering wheel. Car is <laughs> going to crash, right? Yes. My only way to direct the vehicle where I want it to go is take a hundred percent responsibility and be the willingness to be at source of where this vehicle goes. Your life is just the same. And 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 this 50-50 model that most people are operating in is why they they generally can't get to a point where they see the actions that they can take that's consistent with really where they want to go
1: very eloquently put two things come to to mind when you talk about that i hear that from you like stop complaining to me like complaining is is like sitting in a rocking chair it gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere mm-hmm. And you've got to in life, as, as men as we all are, put the onus on your shoulders. We're being at a wedding recently. If you want all the love that's in this cup, when you're wrong, admit it. When you're right, shut up. <laughs> that's uh, to be poetic about it. But that's, that's what I hear um, a lot from you both. Um, just, you're both like scientists. <laughs> 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 no, but I'm serious. I've been a for a, a long, long time. time. Not in a typical sense, but uh, but um, but amazing. Let's do let's sure let's do a fill in. And I, and I love this line. It was from Have It All live in 2016. It, it goes, let's see, goes like this: Action is the blank. Action is.
0: I'm trying to think what we would have said back then. Well, just just come up with it now. And oh, so well, if make it sound like that's what happened back then. <laughs> if you ask me today, action is the only way to create something.
2: Without getting really, really philosophical and paradoxical, in in the physical reality sense, the third dimensional sense of the word, action is action is what puts things into reality. Uh, in the greater philosophical sense. There's very little you need to do to actually pull things out of like alternate densities, meaning like the timeless densities, the fourth and fifth dimensions, which actually have nothing to do with you doing anything at all,
1: uh-huh.
2: and actually creating uh, manifestation through the vibrational
1: frequency of the body. Well, that's completely over my head, but it sounds
2: awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we can, we can get real philosophical here. That's true. I had it as when you said before, uh, guy, action is the orgasm of imagination. Oh, yeah. You had had it, but for the more intellectual listener- That That is a great line. (laughs) It is, that's why I put it in here. I said, somehow, so there we go. Um, We'll get into books a little bit here for a minute. You all wrote to me that you can draw so much wisdom and perspectives from books. You can learn something instantly from a book that you can implement into your life. So here's the question. What was the last book that you all, you all read? Which is something in that book that you have put into your life immediately?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this guy's gonna be so sick of this because I've been ranting about this book. Yeah, not, no, go for it, man. Rant nonstop. Um, so there's an author by the name of Michael Singer. Um, I'm gonna name his other two books and I'm gonna talk about the one that he just released, which is kind of it's more of like an audio course. But it's a book. So the first two books are one's called Untethered Soul, and I recommend reading them in this order: Untethered Soul. Then he wrote Surrender Experiment, and now he launched kind of it's like an audio course, but it really is just like a glorified audiobook, um, and it's called Living from Surrender. So Surrender Experiment. So Untethered Soul is basically how you get to like Buddha consciousness in in physical plane it really just goes from like, I don't know anything to this is what I get to do in order to do that. Surrender experiment was more Michael Singer's journey and how he came up with all of these tools. And then now living from surrender is more of the how to live from surrender. And there's a concept in there that I just, it's it's like so mind expansive. So I'll, I'll try to do it in like three minutes and I'll try to do it justice. So He walks through the whole process of what happened at the Big Bang Theory. So 13.8 billion years ago, there was an explosion. If I'm remembering right, it took 500 or 600 million years for light to be present. So like, you know, like think about how much time just for light to be there. Now, the whole periodic t- periodic table, the thing that we all learned in chemistry back in school and no one knew anything on there, right?
1: <laughs> Including me.
0: <Mitch>. Yeah. <laughs> so the first 27 things on that were created basically from the uh, Big Bang. Then with pressure and all this stuff had to happen, and that's where all the other ones got created. Now, the Earth is basically like a conglomeration. Every star is just a conglomeration of all of these Minerals, like every star in the galaxies and universes, is made out of these things. So, like, if you just stop and think for a second, like we're on this perfectly blue orb, flying in space, that was manufactured by all these fucking particles, just like, right? Like, magnetism and blah blah blah, and animals get created, and dinosaurs, and all this stuff, right? like, just think even in our galaxy, with all the technology we have, we're like constantly searching for one other planet that has water. It's like one in the billions that are out. We haven't found one right now. People are like, well, we can live on Mars. Do you know what Mars is like? Like watch a drone roam around Mars online. You'll be like, ah, I'm done. Like I got it. Red, (laughs) you know, cool. And here it's like, we have rain that transports water. From one place to the other, automatically integrated agriculture system, right? Like just the magic that is on this planet is just wondrous, right? So then think about the moment. You have a moment in your life, like this particular moment. If you just stop to think what happened for you to have this particular moment. So now we've spoken about 13.8 billion years of perfection for this moment to happen. Now, that might be like a grand idea for some people. They're like, oh, I can't get my head around that. So I'll I'll simplify it for you. Think about your life and what it took you to even listen to this podcast. Like how many things needed to happen for you to be able to listen to this audio right now? Now, think all the perfection things that happened, right? Now, take that and go, okay, well, let's look at my parents' lives. What it took for your parents to meet each other, have you, have all their experiences for you to be here. Now, their parents, and their parents, and their parents, and their parents. And all of that perfection led you to this exact moment. Now, if one thing was off in that entire thing, you wouldn't be at this moment. You would have another moment. So if your great-great-great-great-grandmother had a foot infection on a particular Tuesday or whatever they called it back then, <laughs> right? You wouldn't be here. So all of this perfection is constantly happening for us to have this next moment and this next moment and this next moment. And yet, how do we approach life? Nah, that's not good. I want that. This should be this way. This shouldn't be that way. Who the fuck are you?
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> what the-
0: are you? Do you understand what it took 13.8 billion years of magic to happen for you to literally be here having this exact moment? You're like, no, no, no. It, it should be some other way. You're like yeah, an instant. And just touching everything. Like, no, this person shouldn't be that way. And this person should be like, just to think that this is what we do. It's asinine. So when, you know, I heard that thing and like, I'm always about, you know, every moment is for our, our highest self is for perfect and all good and all that stuff. And when I heard that story, I was like, holy moly. So now look, your mom calls you and that irritates you. Perfect. You lost your job. Perfect. You got into a car accident. Perfect. You got cancer. Perfect. And I know I'm saying this, like, this is people are like, fuck this guy right now. (laughs) And here's the thing. Look at anything that's happened in your life previously. That at the time you were like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And, you know, took you out of life for like a week. I guarantee you five, 10 years removed from that moment. You're like, that was the greatest blessing in my life. And so it's all happening like that all the time. It's just, we focus on all this negativity all the time. And we're constantly, it should be that. It should be this. It should be that. If you could just remove the should word from your life, you would be a much happier human being. It's perfect. Always, always perfect. And when you get that, you can respond to things differently because you're not in an argument with, you're like, oh, this is just here for my perfect experience. Thank you moment.
1: And then you move on. Amen to that. I I want to just uh, plug myself for a moment. If anybody listened to the to the last podcast, Adriana uh, Girdler, she spoke of the untethered soul. Thank you, Elon. And I asked her a question about whether she's more prone to say should or ought, and she she said obviously ought. And she had a little tongue in cheek. She said, "We we say the word should. We should on ourselves. Yeah." Uh, so I promise people, I did not speak to Elon or Guy before this podcast. So what a segue, Elon. <laughs> thank you. Guy, your take on, on that.
2: All right. So we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave Mr. Michael Singer alone as the savior <laughs> of all uh, spiritual philosophy today. Um, so, you know, for we, we just, I want to preface this real quick and why I'm moving in this direction we we invested about ten years like in linguistics and neuroscience and looking at all that stuff and really understanding like psychologically if you if you're not if you're not aware I don't want to say like knowledge, but if you're not aware of the phenomenons that your brain is causing for you to experience, then you tend to be at the effect of them. The more you become aware of them, the more you tend to have an effect on them. Because you kind of, again, you get in partnership in that relationship versus trying to avoid and overcome. Do you ever notice how no matter how much you try to over, overcome and avoid and all that stuff, like you're still afraid, you're still sad, you're still angry. You, you, these, these are built in. They're baked in people. You st- stop trying to overcome them. You're wasting your time, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's m- more about like building a relationship with. So the last five years have been more about like integrating, like, in- in- integrating all that work into the body, right? You, funny enough, mentioned riding a bicycle with training wheels, right now if you think about the phenomenon of acquiring balance as a remembrance or as an understanding notice that that doesn't happen in the mind in the mind you can understand balance doesn't give you balance balance comes in a moment where your body senses something that just a moment before it did not and for the rest of your life you now have this knowledge but that knowledge is like living in the subconscious which is really your body and the connection to the mind not as like a frame of reference. I can't tell a child, Oh God, I got this thing called balance. And if you just pedal your feet like this and you hold the handlebar like that, like suddenly I bounce, you got to get on the freaking bicycle, right? You got to have the experience. So with that said, my work has taken me a lot more into understanding what happens in the body in the developmental stages. And uh, a book that's really like opened my eyes. There's a book called uh, the five personality patterns, Uh, Stephen something. I don't remember his last name. I have the book somewhere behind me there. Um, and that t- took me down another pathway of a book called Eastern, Eastern, uh, body, Western mind, F- fascinating, fascinating stuff. And, and what this stuff teaches is really look from, from your earliest event, developmental stages. Like I'm talking being conceived to breastfeeding way, pre-cognition way, pre-language, the body will sense whether it's getting enough nourishment or not. Okay. There's a thing is overnourishment. There's the things that's it's not enough nourishment and there's things that's just enough. If the body senses overnourishment, right, you're, you will become somebody who's now reliant on the outside world to kind of give you nourishment all the time. If you're undernourished at that point in your life, you will become somebody who strives and continues to always try to make shit happen or to create circumstances where you feel nourished. And then there'll be those that are just felt nourished. So that happens for about seven years of your life up until about seven years old. And there's all these developmental stages. No coincidence that about seven years old, we finished that process, seven chakras in the body system. Just, just pointing to, to some obvious things here, right? So what we could say is that you're really actually moving up the chakras from ground to crown and you're developing every chakra system. Now, every human on the planet has a rupture at these different systems. Some, and some of them are really major. Some of them are just really, really minor. And this is the healing work that you've basically been sent here to do on, on this system. Right. And, and that's what I've been working on is starting to understand. And again, like not understand, but also just experience and experiencing with own my, my own system, going back into the ruptures, like emotionally making myself available to like, Oh shit. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. And I get to learn how to be with that not try to overcome it. Just like the anger, the sadness and all the other things we talked about. Those are like gross emotional sensations your body though is experiencing very, very subtle emotional and uh, not even sensation like uh, emotions, but sensations that we then call emotions and feelings. And the more you start becoming aware of the sensations at the deeper level, what seems to me that's occurring for me anyway, is a deeper release into surrender earlier on in the automated process. So that I'm not so at the effect because for most people, it's like, I'm
1: fucking angry. It's
2: like, (laughs) okay, a lot of stuff happened before that response occurred. And if you can get aware to where that rupture started, you start becoming really aware of, and I don't mean like to stop that process, you can almost like remove yourself from it and watch it more as the observer versus being in it so much. So in language, just to kind of take it to this this place, so it's a little bit more logical for people. In language, what you find is people saying things like, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm this, I'm that. Now, I want you to think about languaging and how it works when you say something like that. If words create your reality, and you're saying, I'm sad, you're saying, I am literally the being of sadness, as if I'm encompassing all that is sad. And saying something that way, saying like, I am shoe," You can no more be shoe than you can be sad. You can notice that you have a shoe. And you can notice that you're currently experiencing sadness. And if you kind of let that play in your mind, you'll notice that those create a bit of a disassociation. Like I'm watching it happen in my system versus I am that which is happening. And, and there's something really healing that happens between that gap because suddenly you let yourself be in the experience without judging it. And, and what these parts of you require, if I may, is like, they're just like you when you were little and you're a little kid, what do you want? pay attention to me, please. Right now that part of you, by the way, never goes away. That little boy, little girl, it lives inside. In fact, every time you feel stuff, stuff in your stomach, mostly what you're hearing is your little boy or your little girl looking for attention. So when these parts of you, it's the same thing. They're just looking up going like, Hey, can you p- pay attention to me for a second? Now, if you judge a child, you know, if you saw a four-year-old and they were crying you're gonna be like, Hey, you little fucker, like shut up. You know, <laughs> you're gonna be like, Oh my God, what's going on. And you're going to have patience and grace and, and notice how you don't have that with yourself. So, yeah, and if you brought that into your system, these young parts of you that have never had time to heal do start healing. And this is where real
0: transformative work can start happening. Gotcha. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realized many of you have no idea about. So, Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So, after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all-new training. Now, you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There, you'll be able to register for the next live class, or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast.
1: Guy, going back to what you said, it's like getting to the root of, of the issue or the problem. I think of the, the book, The Last Lecture on Dr. Randy Bosch. i an listening ex- to it right now. <laughs> okay. So yes. I don't want to, I mean, if you're not all the way through it, um, I don't want to spill the fine. No, go for it. But he uh, writes of an ex-girlfriend in, in, in the book who had fallen into debt. Hmm. And to deal with the stress caused by the debt, what did she do? She took yoga classes. She said, time out, time out. Your problem, the root of the problem is you are in debt. Why don't you get a part-time job so you pay off the debt and you won't be stressed? That's what I hear from you when you just explain that. That's outstanding. Getting to the root of issues, people, here on the podcast. Uh, I love it. I love it. Feel it through, don't think it through. You, yes, that's exactly right. You, you, you got to feel it. You got to feel It's like you gotta good, gotta feel it. you, good music. You got to feel it. And then we do. And we do. We're going to wrap up here with a little game I call What, Which, and Where. So either one of you, Guy, Elon, can answer these three questions. You know, just pick who, who wants to answer when. There'll be a famous quote, might be particular to your lives, one that might be big now but I'll read it and you tell me from where it came okay Are you ready? the first one goes like this strap it on and create your own miracles be the best person you ever knew a story all can aspire to where it's from you could tell where it's from and what literature or or song or person
0: it sounds wonderful I have no idea where it's from I agree it sounds so wonderful can I
1: read it again yeah I'll do it okay it goes like this strap it on and create your own miracles be the best person you ever knew a story all can aspire to
0: mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. sounds like that uh that chick Brene Brene Brown is that her name
1: Okay. Uh, you, you are unbelievable. You're pulling out an uh, older podcast. Uh, Renee Brown was back, episode 14 with Lauren Mapp. Nice. Wow. I, I promised that. I, I did not speak to Elon before. <laughs> uh, uh, Guy, any, any other guesses? Sounds a little Dr. Seuss-y to me, if you ask. So Renee Brown and Dr. Seuss. Well, it results that I am in the middle of Renee Brown and Dr. Seuss. That comes from my book, Letter Kindling, a poem called Beyond the Beyond. Awesome. So so thank you, Dr. Seuss, Renee Brown. Beyond the Beyond sounds a little Dr. Seuss also. (laughs) It kind of does. It It kind of does. Uh, Next, number two, uh, what, which, or where. When you judge another, you do not define them. You define yourself. Uh, that sounds like Debbie Ford to me. Debbie Ford. Uh, that's
2: my that that would be my guess, and that, that's very much her. Okay. Right you
1: Wayne Dyer. You are absolutely correct, sir. Father of motivation, oh, okay. Mr. Wayne Dyer. The best. <laughs> Outstanding. One for two, and let's and, and, uh, redeem yourselves once again with this last one, what, which, or where, the things you own end up owning you.
2: Oh, uh, brother, you're speaking my language. That's Tyler Durden, Fight Club. Tyler Durden in
1: Fight Club. So there we go. <laughs> we both of the bros. They are two out of three in what, which, and where. Congratulations. What, what was the first one I missed? What was the, who was the first one from? The, the first one? His oh, book. it's from, from my, my book, Letter Kidling. Oh, that's okay. Book of Poetry. So it's very pretty. Uh, thank you. Very, very exciting. Very exciting here on the on the podcast. Uh, um, ended up with this quote: "I pledge allegiance to the flag of my own badassery." In one of your recent podcasts not not so recent, but back back probably in in, in June or July, you said that a, a goal out of a conversation should be to make that person. I should say, ought to be uh, to make that person better than they were before the conversation here's my question did i pass the test yes <laughs> yes you did. That, that, that's one yes and guy
2: absolutely also you give us feedback
1: okay I'll, i mean uh, oh do i give you of course i mean <laughs> i'm gonna go ride a bike right now um be, without training wheels without I training wheels, wheels. i'm I, i'm not going to go skydiving sky um i've learned Just so much about relationships and really how to deal with my own emotions so that I can be more productive in life and happier. Absolutely. Among thousands of other things. Awesome. Um, I wanted to end this way. Who would you like to hear and see on an upcoming podcast? Mm.
0: Who I think would be awesome for your guests to hear one of my all-time favorite interviews um, is a gentleman by the name of Steve Sisler, okay. who's a behavioral analyst. I actually just re-interviewed him um, recently, and he is just phenomenal.
1: Outstanding. I'm, I'm definitely going to jump on that. I mean, if, if you're uh, any kind of reflection or anything, he's anything like you, he, he's got to be on. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Guy, anything to add?
2: No, I'm good on all the resources, and uh, I know this is a big, big wahoo as far as interviews are concerned. But I'm super lit up on Jim Carrey right now. Jim Carrey, and I really, really, really want to talk to him. So if
1: you can get him, please send him a (laughs) hula. I I absolutely will. I might be uh, laughing from now until next December. He is an unbelievable speaker. I just from uh, watching some clips. I saw him do a, a commencement speech. Yep, uh, he had uh, some artwork uh, put up there as well. Yes. He is just an immensely talented human being. Uh, I concur. Uh, you, a guy, if I can get him on, no question, no question. Tell him, guy says hello. <laughs> well, yeah. I will. The Tory Prime need you uh, on on their podcast as well. I'll you say that. You could jam out for a while. Yes, yes, for sure. Elon, Guy, this has been a blast. Thank you so much.
2: Awesome, brother. I appreciate the space.
1: You've got it. You've got it. Elon, Guy, and I will talk to you all later. Take good care.
0: Bye, guys. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today. If you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second. But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you wanna know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends, that's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use. That helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I wanna let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.